Okay, we're holding Be'ezus Hashem Daf Pei Omid Base. Pei Omid Base by the two dots, about eight lines from the bottom of the Daf. And the Gemara tells us a quote from the Mishnah Vim Hoya Ova, right? If we're talking if it was a very, very thick or cracked, we said in the Mishnah as well, and it was enough to cook a very, very easily cooked egg. That's the shea. Says the Gemara. Tona. Tona, there is a brace that says like this What egg are we discussing? Trufa Bishemen. Meaning it's beaten up with oil and therefore it quicks a lot quicker. Unsuna um, Beilfus. And it's even placed in a pan that was previously heated up. And therefore, since it's previously heated up, it cooks a lot quicker. I'm going to go how the Batanura explains Pshat in the Mishnah, even though the Svasemis doesn't understand Pshat how he got that. But anyway. So Did you ever hear about what exactly is the definition of this beitzah color that we say many times is the shirum for many things? So he said, In other words, it's an egg of a little small chicken, and it cooks very quickly. What's the reason? It's very, very small, and therefore it cooks quicker. Maybe the kavana is of a certain type of bird which is even smaller than a regular chick and therefore the eggs are smaller and therefore it cooks even quicker. Ishtik, his son was quiet. Amalei, then he answered, Did you hear anything about this? Amalei, Hocham, Rav Sheshesh, said as follows, that what is a beitzakala? Beitzataunagoyles, chicken egg. Oh my, he called a beitzakala, so why is it called a beitzakala? Shirachachomim. There is no chicken egg. There is no egg that cooks quicker than the egg of a chicken. So what is the pshat? Where all shurim of Shabbos generally, when it comes to uh, foods, are krugegeres. And all of a sudden, when we're talking about carrying this kona, this, this, this pen sort of thing, it's kibetza. It's enough to cook a, a small little egg. Why is the shit changed? The shir is a gregeres of a beitza color. And therefore, it doesn't have to be a full egg. This has to be a small part of the egg that is a gregeres. The Mishnah says, Etsem. Again, we're talking about hutzah. How much, uh, how many, how, how much of a shear do you need to carry? And that sort of changes according to each item. So the mission says, "Etzem a bone, kedilasas tarvod to make a ladle, to make a spoon." I remember getting a phone call from a guy who was in an exhibition uh, in the middle of who knows where, and he says to me, "They have a bone over here, and it's a beautiful spoon ladle type of thing. Am I allowed to use it? It comes from a non-kosher animal. Allah is generally that it's muta because it doesn't give off any tam. But over here, that's what we mean: a small little spoon that will be enough to be chayv for hutzah. Rabbi Yehuda Oimer, kedilasas menu chof. If you make a lock." If you make a key with it, basically. Make a key, that's enough. glass. In order to uh, basically use it as a sharpener, to, to sharpen um, a piece of wood, which is very uh, sharp, which they used to use in order to sew uh, for weavers. So a type of pin sort of thing. To sharpen that, a glass, that will be chayv. Tzrora Evan, types of pebbles and stones. How much of that would you be chayv for? In order to scare off a chicken or a bird. In order to throw at an animal, as Rashi over here explains, because generally people are not going to uh, pick up these tiny little stones for a little bird, because it's not really going to work too much. That's why he says, That's the Mishnah. Says the Gimore.
It comes out of here that the Shurim of Yehuda in the Mishnah are bigger than the Shurim of the Chachomim. Because he said in the Mishnah that it needs to be a key. Now, a key is much bigger than a spoon. We have a Kabbalah that the Shurim of the Chachomim are always bigger than everyone else. So how can it be that our Mishnah mentions the Shurim of Rabbi Yehuda, which are bigger? Says the Gemara Omo'ula. No, this that Rabbi Yehuda said to make a, 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 a key... It's not talking about the entire key. It's talking about the uh, the teeth, as they call them, on the key. The little piece that sticks out, that goes into the lock. That's tiny, and that's way smaller than the ladle and the spoon. And therefore, it's taka smaller she, and mabonon she, it's bigger as our Kabbalah. Tonu Rabbonon. These, these teeth that go on the keys are considered to be tar, they're not considered to be roy for anything and therefore they're not makabal tumma if you stick them onto the actual key and now they have a usage to mayim, obviously they're going to be makabal tumma in that case we have to understand as well that um, as Rashi explains over here uh, when it comes to bone kalim and all these things have a din of uh, metal, which means they're matami even if they don't have a base kibble unlike which is not Makabal Tumah, if they don't have a base kibble. Shell Gal continues the Gemara, Shell Gal, which is talking about of a, uh, a key of a big gate, which is obviously much bigger. Even though stuck into the actual door, and you you know you put it on with locks and with uh, with, with screws and with nails and all these things, tohirin are considered to be Torah. Why? Because it's considered to be connected, and once it's connected, it's got a din of chibul akarka, and anything that's mechubel akarka is not going to be tome in this case. Vaita. What if you have glass? And he said, how much glass? Do you have to do a tzar on in order to be chayev. So he said in order to scrape a small pin that the weavers use. Tana schuches, which is interesting, the way we call schuches over here is actually zuchuches with the zayin, but Rashi says schuches with the samach over here is because of the sakonah ka'achas. If it rips out two strings at one time, then it's good enough and it's considered to be uh, the shear that it would make a person chayev in this case. Tzror oi eben. Right, we said in the Mishnah, how many stones and pebbles, how much do you need in order to throw and scare off a bird? That's what Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Lezer told us, has to be a behemoth, not a bird. That's only if the animal actually feels that it touched it, otherwise it's not negative. If it feels it, it runs away, and therefore that's why that is the shame. And how much is that? Vaita. Zunin al lebei medrasha. Zunin came into the base medrash. Omaluhu. So he asked the Rabbonin the following shaila. Rabbi said, Avonim shall base a kisei. You have to understand, right? In those days, they did not have our fancy toilet paper. They had to use stones and pebbles to wipe themselves after the bathroom. And there's obviously going to be a shaila amongst many shailas of obviously muktzah. Says the Gemara, so he came into this medrash, said Rabbi Isai, Avonim Shabbat Isai, Kisei, Shirin Bekama. What's the shir exactly? 
right? What exactly is a shear? Normally, obviously, we know you're not allowed to touch stones in any shear whatsoever, but over here, um, we'd be, they were make because of covered debris, and covered debris obviously is to wipe yourself after the bathroom, and so for covered debris, sometimes, as we mentioned previously, they have relaxed some of the halachas, like the famous halacha, for example, the halacha brings down a halachas twillin, that if you have a rubber of a shul that's standing in the front of the shul, and by mistake, he touches his twillin before his talus, so what's he meant to do? Really, the halacha is ema vionala mitzvahs, you have to put on your twillin, and then you put on your talus, even though generally, right, um, 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 we, you know, malab kodesh for ema readings, we always put on the talus, and then the twillin, but since it's covered up briyas for him, to be embarrassed in front of everyone, that everyone's going to say, hey, you obviously fast asleep when you put your hand in your talus battle, so then in that case, the halacha is that you can, you know, be over on the halacha of ema vionala mitzvahs, and you can put on the talus first, even though you touch the twillin first. Similar shyness if a person found that his tzitzis, for example, are possible in the middle of the street, and therefore, if they're possible in the middle of the street, so you've got to take them off because you're wearing a dalad comfort beggar without tzitzis. It's a derisa pashtus. So, what's the din? So, again, if it's a shiloh of covered is embarrassing a person can't start getting undressed in the middle of the street in front of everybody, so then covered abris, sometimes you're allowed to do certain things that are normally going to be asa. So, over here, it's the same idea. Stones are normally asa, but since in this case, uh, it's covered up breeze for a person to wipe himself after the bathroom, and therefore they were makele in this case. Says the Gemara. So again, Gemara. Oh my kezayis keegoyz ukebeitza. These are the three levels of stones. And generally how it works is, as Rashi explains, is you start with the smaller one and you work your way up to the bigger one. Because if you start with the bigger one, that can make problems um, with various things. But the smaller one you start with, and then you go. So again, it's a kezayis, and then it goes to an egos, and then it goes to kebeitza, which is obviously the largest one. Omaluhu. He said, he answered back to the Rabbanon who answered him, Vechid Trutoni Yachnis. I'm saying, I'm, start to, I'm taking a, a scale into the bathroom and start making calculations and measurements and weights, you know, to, before I go to the bathroom. And, and that's ridiculous. Nimnum Rogomus, they made a, a vote and they basically came out Mole Hayad. If it fills the hand, then you are okay. In other words, we don't go by the weight, we go by the size. Tanya. Right? These are the things that you're allowed to carry. You're allowed to bring into the bathroom. The shit is if it fills your hand. Sholish Avonim Mekruzolis. Right? Three types of stones are very, very sharp. You're allowed to take these ones into the bathroom. The Kama Shur and what's the shit? Just like we have a machloikas over here by the stones of taking into the bathroom. We also know there's a she of an esrug hakotten. Right? There's a machloikas exactly in the Mishnah in Sukkah. Is it keego? Is it kebeza? Machloikas with me and Rabbi Yehuda in the Mishnah over there in Sukkah. So just like the machloikas over here is also the machloikas in esrug. Says the Gemara, Hosel Masnis and Nacha Brisa. What shaychas? Over there by esrug is talking about a Mishnah beforeish. We're here, we're dealing with a Brisa. How can you tell us just like over here is also over there? Slicha. Here's a Brisa. That's a Mishnah. Elder, it means like this. Just like we have a machlekes in the Mishnah, like Abay Esrug, kach machlekes kan. So too, there's a machlekes over here by the stones of the bathroom. Omer of Yehuda, avaloyas a pious. You know, I take a pious into the base of kissing. My pious, what is this? Omer of Zeya, kavshine bavliosya. It's these stones in Bovel. Apparently they would like sort of crumble. They look like dirt. They, act, they look like stones, but really they're dirt. And therefore when you take them, they crumble. And therefore basically they are not roy for uh, wiping yourself. And therefore they're osa to metaltal because they are mukta. You cannot wipe yourself in the way on Shabbos that you do during the week. 
maskele mazutra lestaken. So what am I meant to do? I'm going to come to a sakona. A person didn't wipe himself. A person basically holds himself in is a big, big problem. A person get a sakona. I just got a shayla recently about this. Somebody that did this, it caused tremendous, tremendous uh, illness on himself. And you're not allowed to do that. To hold yourself in can actually cause. I can tell you this from a, a shayla that came up this week. It's lemaisa. Someone held himself in, held himself in, held himself in. He ended up going to hospital. It was a very, very bad thing. Anyway, so what do you, what does the gemara want me to do? You can't wipe yourself in the regular way. So what am I going to do? Says the gemara klachayad. And now this that we said, that Rava said, you're not allowed to do it in the regular way, that's talking about in the regular way. But of course, it's going to be more Omer if you have, and this was very unusual because they didn't have such a place, right? They didn't have bathrooms in their houses. We have, we, we have luxurious houses. We have a bathroom in our house. Little do we appreciate it, right? The Gemara Brochus told us that one of the things that a person should be careful is to make sure that a bathroom is near his shulchan, near his table, right? Have a bathroom near the dining room. Most of us do. It's a But over here they didn't do that. So if they had a set place that they would use as their bathroom, then they can bring in uh, basically a full of a handful of these things because you know it will be used for next time right? if not this time it will be used for next time leftovers the imlav but if he doesn't have a set place and he goes wherever he needs kehechra then he goes into um, the, the, the size of an egois basically which is a much smaller uh, size than a, anything else because he can't take too much in meducha right ketanot shol besamin right we're talking about a crusher right this is a portal of metal portal What's it called? Um, metal. It's it's a. Uh, well, I can't remember the English word. I apologize. It's a um, mortal and pestle, pestle and mortal, something like that. Anyway, it's uh, basically a crusher that used for all sorts of spices to crush things down. It's a toichin monster. Omer of Sheshus in aid. If, for example, you could see there's aid, there's witnesses on this item, on this crusher that it's got excrement, it's got soya on it from a previous wiping. Mutter. Then it means you are allowed to metal it. On Shabbos, there is no problem whatsoever. Um, I'm not going to go through how Tosus explains the Pshat over here. It says the Gemara, I have a problem because the Gemara tells us there are ten things that bring a person to hemorrhoids. And these are them. Number one, without salt, sharp pieces of the animal without salt. The Shidra shall dog the spine. The dog Malia shall be in the sediment. The last one, someone that holds himself in and doesn't doesn't go to the bathroom can lead himself to hemorrhoids. So how can you use the uh, crusher if it was previously used? We just said now it brings the hemorrhoids to use something that was got simonium and aidim that it was previously wiped with. Said the Gemara, no. If it's moist, you can't use it. But if it's dry, no problem. Or, it's got two sides, and I use the side that wasn't used yet. That's fine. I turn it around. It all depends. If it's you, then obviously it's no problem whatsoever, because it's your previous usage one, and therefore it's okay. It's not going to lead to hemorrhoids. The price that said you're not allowed, because it leads to hemorrhoids, but the chavre is talking about a case where it belongs to your friend, and that's obviously problematic. What if the rain rained on this crusher? and it got smeared and all the, uh, the excrement came off basically you have to use it. Mao. What's the din? Is it bottle the din that you miyachin it utsoya or not? Amaleim hoyu bishum amnekam muta. If the if the uh, the marks are still recognizable, it is muta. It's not bittel. 
uh, and because it's disgusting, and therefore you're not going to use it for crushing purposes anymore. And that's why it's not mukta to move it. Because normally, obviously, by the way, I forgot to mention this that the crusher stamazoi is mukta, right? It's like a stone. Why is it mukta? Because it's as we mentioned, it's a toichin monster. It is something that does toichin daraisa. Therefore, it's mukta. So the only reason why you're allowed to use it is for wiping purposes. Okay. Boimene rabba brav shila mi rav. Let's do pay Allah from a base rabbi side. Rav Chista. Are you allowed to take these things to uh, all these stones new to the uh, to the roof, or is that considered to be a tirchas? Rashi learns is the problem. Tosus over here has a kasha. Rashi, how can you say this? Because if you say this over here, then you can have a kasha to many other places in Shas. Ein Shom. Omalei Godul Kovod Abriah Shadoicha Loisa Seishavatoru. The halacha that we mentioned on Omal Aluf that Kovod Abriah sometimes is doicha even a loisa say Shabatoura, and therefore you are allowed to bring those stones up to the roof, even though yes, theoretically it could be a shaila of. Of Tircha Gedola. Yosem Meremer, the Kamala Hashmite, Aesve, Ravina Lemema. He asked his kasha, and he said, If a person could take like a, a toothpick, but basically it means like a sharp piece of wood that was sitting on the ground, in order to sort of get rid of all the uh, food that's stuck in his teeth. Unless it was put originally for the usage before Shabbos, and therefore it's put into a trough of, a, of an animal, and therefore you're not allowed to do it. So you see clearly, the Chachamim hold, that even by covered abrias, they never allowed the person to take this uh, toothpick in front of him that was put on the ground because it's mukta. So how come by stones they allow a the person to take it to the roof? Says the Gemara, you have to understand, Hachiyashta is totally different. Over here, a person prepares originally these, these toothpicks. If you didn't, so we're not going to allow you all of a sudden to do it just because you didn't prepare it before. Over here, like he never knew where he's going to be on Shabbos in order, and he never knew when he's going to need the bathroom, and therefore he wasn't able even to prepare it before Shabbos, and that's why over there by Shabbos, by the stones, we allow him to take it. You're not allowed to go to the bathroom in a freshly ploughed, ready to be sewed uh, field. If the reason is because you're stepping on this freshly ploughed field and you're ruining it, it's not nice. So even during the week, it's going to be asa. Maybe because there's also also because there's, there's there leaves and weeds that are growing over there. And therefore, when you uh, take a stone in order to wipe yourself, you're going to actually rip off, you're going to remove, you're going to detach one of these things. You're going to be over from Kaitse, not allowed. Ah, right? A tzra, a stone that sometimes has moss. I think that's the best, more accurate word is moss that grows onto the stone. You're allowed to wipe yourself with it. Why? There's no problem because there's no kavana to get rid of the um, moss that's growing on the stone. But if you take it off a kavana, you become katos. So, what's going on? So, monoshachatsa. No, what I'm worried about is I'm going to take a stone from a higher place in the ground and I'm going to throw it into a hole in the ground. And I'm chayat to that which Rabbi said, If you have a hole, you have a pit in the ground and you fill it up, it's in a house, because you're making it smooth, you're making it full. And therefore that will be that's why playing football and all these sorts of things on the grass is problematic for this reason. Says the Gemara beautiful which is very very negaya for Shabbos and it's also negaya by the way for Shmita coming up in just over a year but Hashem Yisbarach together with Mashiach will be celebrating Shmita we're very very excited this year so you've got this stone that moss has grown on it but you're allowed to use it to go to the bathroom to wipe but if you rip the kavana the the moss on it you be chayim chavtos right this that we said high parpisa 
right? Parapisa is a, uh, a flower pot, basically. Otsusnokov. Otsusnokov means it's a flower pot that has holes underneath it. Shori litaltule. You're allowed to have a tartan, and this is a big kasha, because at the end of the day, if it's a otsusnokov, which means it's a flower pot that has holes, that means it's being what we call yonik minakarika, and if it's on the ground, it's actually getting nourishment from the ground. This is proven, right? Small holes in it, it actually get nourishment from the ground. So therefore, when you move it, you're actually allowed to move it, and we don't say, oh, well, now that you've moved it, it's no longer getting nourishment from the ground, and you're basically doing koitza. Maska l'orav kahana, I don't understand. One second. I said you're allowed to take this tzor that has a sovereign to use it for the bathroom, because that's a tzor. Right now you're allowed to move a flower pot that has holes. That's ridiculous. How can you do that? You're taking it from its mokim gedula. You're taking it where it's getting, getting it unique from the karaka. Nourishment from the ground. You know what? Now we're talking about flower pots. Let's say a shtickler. If you have a flower pot that's on the ground, you say this, and now you pick it up and you put it onto pegs or you put it hanging on the wall. You basically now took off its nourishment and you basically just detached it from the ground, basically, even though it wasn't attached in a physical way, but it's getting a leak from the karaka. You're not allowed. If it was high up and you put it down on the ground, you have problems. Removing flower pots on Shabbos is going to be a problem. I'll tell you something else. Revozna is a truth in Shevet Alevi where they found after years and years and years and years of a flower pot that had a hole in it was on a third floor of an apartment. They found a hole in the ground. It actually made a hole physically because it nourishes and it hops on the ground unless there's a glass or plastic plate or tray underneath it and that stops the Yanika. But if not, if that's not the case, it's not so posh that you're allowed to move flower pots that are, you know, got earth that are actually growing plants around them, especially if you live on a lower floor and there's earth near you, you have a problem. Or for example, if you have they're in a gay now it's a straw where you've got the uh, you've got the sirugim, you've got the you know the bars, the metal bars, and you sometimes put plants outside and you take them in, put them out, close the shutters, open the shutters. All of these things are gonna be shyness. But we haven't got time to be myrich. Let's go weiter. You're not allowed to use a cheres to wipe yourself with Shabbos by Tammuz. The reason in the Mishum Sakana. If you're telling me the reason is because it's Sakana, Posha, because it's Sakana, a person using a sharp thing to wipe yourself can, can do all sorts of damage to his body. So even during the week, it's also what's the difference of Shabbos. The Elamishum Shabbos, it's a magical witchcraft thing that a person can get into, and therefore we want to stay away from these things. So then even on Wednesday, you shouldn't use such a thing. Then a person wipes himself with such a sharp thing, he can remove and detach some of the hairs that are over there. And therefore, he'll be over on Gaisis. Yeah, but it's not Kavana. And therefore, it's not Kavana. It should be Mutter. Amri Ravi Yonasam Barucho, Gavri Rabba, Omamilsa, someone such a Hoshava Yid, said something nameable, Miltimer. Tell us the reason. You don't have to tell me during the week that it's also to do it, right? Because we're worried about Sakana and, and all these things. But since Shabbos has a Shabbos dummy, it should be Mutter. Fakir, it's better to use this than a stone, which is Vade Mutter. Kamash Malan is coming to tell us, no, that even on Shabbos is going to be also to use the Cheres because of Sakana and Kshavim. Rava Masnilam is Shomashoras Neiman. He was worried about the cutting of the hair in that place, and therefore that's why you're not allowed. Vakashala Durab Yerichanan, the Durab Yerichanan, me Omra Yerichanan, also the Kanebah Cheres for Shabbos. Ah, Alma Dovish Enemus Kavan, Asa. You see that even if it's Enemus Kavan, still Asa. Right, a noz this one. That uh, the Mishnah that tells us that he's allowed to um, he's allowed to take his hands and go through his hair to make it uh, you know make a nice party, make a nice you know tzur of his hair. But he can't use a comb as the Shulchanach tells us. So submission gimel, you're not allowed to do that because a comb valet takes it out. That's why we, by the way, are not allowed to use a comb on Shabbos because it's considered to be a psikresha, right? And therefore, what does it tell us? Stam Mishnah, is muta. So how can you tell me it's also to use this? 
the Rav Nosen by Oishia. The reason over here is not because so much of the hair, because Dovishim is covered as mutter, and that's Taka the Alocha Lamaisa when you're wiping yourself even with the tissue, and you know that sometimes hair can come out. We're not worried about Dovishim is covered as mutter, and it's from Stomach, not opposite ratio, but the Chashash by the Cheres is because of the Sakana or the Kshofim. There is Hashem tomorrow. We continue. Have a wonderful day.